0: And there's this thing in the church where people are like, well, "Well, does God want me to go to the mission field? Does God want me to do this?" Listen, yes, <laughs> but but the church and leaders have been like, "Well, you got to go through this process, and you got to check your heart, and you got to make sure that your heart's pure." And you don't know what purifies you is when you actually do it.
1: Can daily experience the
2: power of His resurrection in you and
1: through you. All right, so we're um, we're we're talking about the, the Jesus year, and we want to yeah. talk a little bit more about what's about to come up with thirty third Company, so Could you could you tell us a little more?
2: Yeah, about yeah. where actually, you want to
1: start. Yeah, actually, where it
2: started from is. Um, for the last number of years that I've, whenever I've spoken on evangelism once, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've spoken on evangelism a number of times for the last few years. And there's been a story that I've, I've heard about and I would tell. And it's a story of how uh, like early, early two thousands in mm-hmm. Russia, they would have people start to do a Jesus year. And it's where they would, Basically, give a year of their life, and they would go out five days a week, eight to ten hours a day, and they'd preach the gospel. And I'd hear the story of these testimonies that would happen, to spark this revival in Russia, and always inspired me. And I'd used to be like, "Hey, if they could do it in Russia, imagine what we could do in America." And it was, and it just it was an inspiration to me. And uh, I know other people that I would share it with. Well, I was in Florida. Um, we had moved to Florida, and so uh, November-ish of this last year, 2022, uh, um, one of our pastors reached out to me and was like, hey, I have this guy I want you to meet with. I think it would be a good introduction for 33rd. And so I'm just having a conversation with him. He happens to be a Ukrainian who was a pastor in Russia, and when the war started, he was forced to leave, but he was one of the main leaders of the Christian church in Russia, He begins to tell me about all these different stories. And then he mentions Jesus year. And I'm like, hold on, like, what was your affiliation? Well, come to find out this guy was one of the guys who helped start Jesus year. I mean, there was many involved, but he was one of the people involved with it. And he had been forced to leave Russia because he was Ukrainian and didn't have anything, anything to his name. Um, And him and his family moved back. And um, obviously they had some finances to, 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 to live on, but i I felt, just such, um, the Lord speak to me to begin to show into their lives. And, um, I feel like the Lord was like, you need to, you need to honor them for the work that they've carried for decades in Russia. And if you'll honor them and bless them financially, what they walked in 33rd will walk in. Well, at the time we didn't have any desire to do anything about a Jesus year, but we just heard the Lord speak. And we felt like we needed to, um, to, to bless them, and then probably two or three months later, January, February, February-ish of, of 2023, just really begin to feel like the Lord was landing on my heart, and begin to go to Chris, like, man, I think we need to do a Jesus year, like, um, people could give a year of their life, like, if Mormons can do it on a bicycle, and a suit and tie, and Christians can, can certainly do it, and um, just over and over, just kept feeling like every time I'd go before the Lord, he'd bring this back up to me and shared it with Chris a number of times. And at first you probably were like, sounds crazy. Well, at first,
0: like I, I'm, I'm like the person that's on the ground just doing what's in front of me. And Aaron's always trying to get me up to like 30,000 feet. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, that's a great idea, but I'm, I'm right here. That's a great idea. But we're in Pakistan right now. That's a great idea, but we're, and so, probably the first handful of times, I'm like, "Yeah, that's a good idea," but I didn't, I didn't feel an overall passion for it. Mm-hmm. But I thought, "Man, if it's in your heart, let's do it." And so, we had made the decision. Okay, we, we're already doing an internship. We're in our second full internship right now. Did one in Woodland, Longview, Washington, and then came here to Fort Worth. Now we have four in three different states. They've been very successful. So we thought, well. Let's um, offer an internship for five months, but then we'll continue with the Jesus year and kind of build up. We're just strategizing. But again, I kind of removed myself from doing it because of my travel schedule and other things. In that time frame, um, the Jesus Revolution movie came out uh, highlighting Lonnie Frisbee um, I was reminded of back in the day uh, a man came to our church, talked about Lonnie Frisbee, and uh, prayed. And I actually had, to, to describe it in a very short way, when I looked at the man, I actually couldn't see him. There was a mirage around him like steam. I remember hitting Pastor Scott going, do you see that? He's like, no. And actually when the guy prayed for us, uh, that came off of the man, and I'm sure other people in in the room as well, and it came on me. And from that moment, evangelism became much easier. The word of knowledge gift began to flow. So I watched this movie, The Jesus Revolution. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm watching Lonnie. Uh, people are beginning to talk about that. Um, I bought three of his books. I'm beginning to study his life. And I'm just really interested with what he did. I mean, they were thousands of people right. that were coming. And so... Um, About two, three weeks ago, uh, we're doing Belong. I'm there with the interns, and we came up. We did, I believe, two baptisms, went back to the church, and I I pulled up into the church, and there was all these people, new believers, um, young people, old people. They're in the parking lot, and it's like 9.30 at night. And I just had this thought, we could have another Jesus revolution. It's just going to take the commitment— to lay down your life. I knew it was going to cost me something. And so I processed, it, pro- processed that with one of our interns that was there in the car patients. I said, man, I'm, I'm going to go for this. I have no clue what it's going to look like. And on the way home, I just heard the Lord say, why don't you give up an entire year? Give your travel schedule. You're not going to travel. Just do prayer, outreach, and discipleship in Fort Worth. And let's start a Jesus movement. So I'm like, all right, you know, this sounds great. Not th- knowing that we had talked about the Jesus year, but not really putting the two together. Came home, told my wife, I feel like this is what the Lord's saying. Stay home for an entire year. And she was like, that's the Lord. Not because she doesn't want me to travel. <laughs> She's like, he's <laughs> going to be home. She actually <laughs> likes it when I travel. No, <laughs> he's gone again. Um, but there was this excitement, like the Holy Spirit was on it. Well, I was yeah. like, well, if Chelsea's for it, you know, the other person that would need to buy into this, because... A ministry like ours, we we do itinerant stuff. We're traveling. We're we go to the nations. All these different things. So I call Aaron, and um, as I'm sharing with him, I mean, there's like raw emotion, like the Holy Spirit's there. Aaron's like, this I, mean, I almost starting to
2: cry." As you were telling me,
0: he's like, "This is it. We got to do this." Like, and then it just became just like when God has given us other things, it kind of consumes. Like it's like when God drops something, it's like all you want to do and all you think about this was like, okay, the Lord's on this begin to talk to people about it. There's an excitement building. And so I'll let Aaron share kind of what this is going to look like practically in Fort Worth. Um, We're thinking about property, but there's some things that we're thinking about and what that might look like, but that's kind of how it came about.
2: Yeah. Just to share a quick testimony to this, this guy um, who Uh, helped start Jesus years back in the day. He was telling me the story of this 85-year-old woman who just recently finished her 10th Jesus year. So she retired at 75. She, 10 years, so from 75 to 85, did a Jesus year every year. She just led her 10,000th person to the Lord. 10,000 people, so 1,000 people a year. This is not (laughs) on the stage. This is not, I mean, there's no like mass salvations at one time. This is most of them one-on-one, like just every day going out, knocking on doors, going to the city square. She's 85 and man, I I mean, I wept with this guy as he just began to tell me stories and my heart just began to burn for this and um, to give people an opportunity to just give a year. Uh, it's an easy term to kind of wrap your head around. It's one year, and uh, the way the way that this will kind of look practically is, if somebody signs up, the first six months you would come and you would be a part of our internship here. We would uh, help you get into our culture. We would help train you in evangelism. You may feel the Lord call you to sign up for this, and you've never led somebody to the Lord before. It's okay. It's okay, right? So that first six months would be to equip you. Maybe you've led a thousand people, to the Lord. First six months would still be to equip you. And in the second six months, we would go two by two. We'd place you in a local church somewhere where you would go and kind of be that spark plug in that local church. You would go out every single day, five days a week, eight to ten hours a day. and You preach the gospel. Probably in the midst of that, you're starting up new believers groups, Belong, where people are coming in, getting baptized, getting set free, getting filled with the Holy Spirit, and you're helping bring them into the church. But that second six months, you and one other person would be at a local church and really partnering with that pastor and that ministry to, to bring people into the body of Christ. Yeah. So we don't want to just have people
0: come here, like he's sharing, come and be equipped, be sent out. Yeah. And then if um, maybe it's going back to your local church, maybe it's us placing you in, in a church that we're connected with. Right. We've, we've done that with, with Johnny Box. We he went through our internship. Actually he spent he was our first ever intern. Was. Spent yeah. a whole year with me. Um, and then um, then he went he helped me lead the internship in Woodland, but then we placed him um in Berrien, Washington. And uh, if we called Pastor Richie right now, um, the impact that Johnny's had at that church is right. is massive. Yeah. He's like a spark plug. Okay. So we're looking to raise these people up, send them out, so that the fire can can carry all over the U.S. and it might even look like the nations. I mean, I could I could think of again with visas. Again, we're just dreaming a little bit, but I mean, we know people in Pakistan. We know people in Iraq. Right. There's canada japan. there's
2: mexico japan i mean there's potential that we could send people out um, all over the and the world. blessing it would be to the church i mean there's a pastor we were speaking with recently who uh, we were like man what what would how would you feel if you had two people who've been trained in evangelism they come to your church and all they did was just preach the gospel and bring people in get them saved set free disciple them and help build that culture in your church and he's just like man it would It would be incredible. It set our church on fire. And that's really what I think it would do. So it's not not only bringing people in and equipping them. It's not only having the lost get saved. It's bringing the combination into a local church. Again, this is so much about the local church and helping create a culture of evangelism right there that can be replicated even after those individuals leave right Because the goal is to not just bring them to ourselves, we want to send them out to another church or um maybe maybe those people who go to that church stay there longer to help develop that culture, so just to create that partnership with an evangelist in the local church will be powerful
1: so this is it although it falls in line with the internship, it's not the internship. this is something that thirty third hasn't done before it's yes, right. brand new yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, and very cool I mean just practically we're i mean we're looking at buying property in Texas so we can house people because that's our biggest constraint right now is how do we, where do we where put do people, people for a year when they yeah. come? Right. Right. So, so many logistical aspects that trying to process and think through But
0: And, and also the idea of, you know, we're in South side, we're in, we call it Sylvania and beyond these different areas um, where we're driving to pick people up to bring them to belong or to bring them to church so we thought, let's bring the church to them. So if we could get a duplex or a building, we're just believing God. And he's going to show us the right thing. Then we could actually, these evangelists would live in that area of right. the city. They could then have nightly belongs. Yeah. It's going wow. to be, it's going to be, um, people can just come over and uh, be there. We'll get another inflatable hot tub. <laughs> but I've, since I've made the shift in my mind to staying which I told I told Aaron I said I want to do what's biblical, like like what what's the biblical model? Now I can jump on an airplane. Um, in in a few weeks, we'll both meet in in Iraq. We'll be there. We have that ability now to travel, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna come back home. I'll be in Washington State. I'm gonna come back home. I'm gonna be in Mexico. All in one month. Paul, Barnabas, these guys they didn't have the ability to travel like that. They would go into a region they'd make many disciples. They'd be there for a year. They'd be there for two years and they'd build lasting relationships. So I'm looking forward to, we we kind of have a thing in our ministry. We never want to ask somebody to do something that we don't do. So me doing it is saying, okay, I can ask somebody else to do this because I'm going to do it right beside you. Um, but also I'm excited about, um, all the people that I'm meeting to the Lord, meeting and winning to the Lord, I'm going to actually be able to have relationship with them. And that's very exciting. The moment I've made the shift in my heart, I mean, we just had lunch a minute ago. Mm-hmm. And at lunch, with DoorDash person comes, two people are saved. Um, and then a, a Spectrum salesman walks by and he's like halfway there. He's going to come over and, and be born again probably next week. So the moment I've made the shift, God's like, I'm going to send you. And I believe we're going to spark a Jesus movement in Texas come on. that has the potential to change the world. That's awesome.
1: So when people are going to be coming, it doesn't matter. What, they don't have to live here. They can come from anywhere, just like the internship. Right? Same. Yeah. 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 And you, you said some interest, you might send them back. To their own churches, but specifically two by two, right? That's a big part of what yeah. you, Yeah, that's and, something that I think you guys
2: had talked about, right? Yeah. I mean, we've learned that with just even, so a couple of years ago, we felt like the Lord spoke to us that someday we would have 50 to a hundred evangelists on staff, 33rd. And I remember, I think it was maybe the end of 2020, we were like, well, if we're going to have a hundred. We need to have one at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Can't get there without having the first one. And so we... We had our guinea pig, Johnny Box, who's been crushing it in Burien, but we've learned a lot. And one of those things is, man, it needs to be two by two. Don't want to do it by yourself. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, equipping them with somebody else to go into a local church. So it's not only a partnership with another evangelist, but it's the partnership with the local
1: church. It's awesome. That's different. (laughs) Yeah. So, um So what does it look like for somebody who might be interested in, in doing that? I mean, that's a big commitment. That's, that's moving your life. It is. And likely not. I mean, you come for a month, you come for a couple of weeks to do a training. That's one thing you can put everything on pause. This is going to change the course of people's lives, isn't it?
0: Yeah. So from if somebody's maybe retired, like he's talking about the 85 year old to somebody maybe who's college age, they just got out of high school. Um, you know, those are probably going to be the main categories of people, but I I add this, but we, we've had somebody, her name's, uh, Renee came from Connecticut. She's here right now at her internship. She passed, she still has a business, but she structured her business to be able to come here for six months and to, and to, to gain this. So she took that extra step and she's been a huge blessing and she's been blessed in a massive way. So I think you know people that are watching this. Um, there's a way that it can happen. Um, we had a, a wonderful guy, Matthew Brady, who was in Texas during our first one. I wouldn't recommend this to anybody, but the grace of God was on this for him and his family. He actually left his family and came and did the internship. Now he's in. He's ex-military, marine, so they understand leave and coming home and, and being on the field, but still he came and he served and it changed his life. And so it, I think it's, it's not limited. It's just, if it's in there, if it's in your heart to do it and God's calling you to do it, I'd say there's a way that could be possible.
1: So what kind of, per, what kind of person who, who would you say is like really, I wouldn't even say Canada. That's probably the right wrong way to say it. It's like, when, when you think about this Jesus year, what kind of person would, would probably be the kind of person that needs to be a part of this? Yeah,
0: not, not one of our interns today is the same. We have a guy who manages a restaurant here in Texas. We have Jaden that came from Phoenix. We got Flacco that's in Fort Worth. We got Gabe that's from Washington State. They all have different... What I've, what I've understood about evangelists is you get in a room with evangelists, or people that have a heart for evangelism, everybody looks different. Yeah. Everybody sounds different, but it comes from a different background, different style. And it's because they're going to be sent out to reach people that they can reach. So so I would say, I'm I would want people to come that have a heart to reach the lost. We're not asking that they go into full-time ministry we're not looking for somebody who wants to be a you know, full-time evangelist. Or we're saying, if God's calling you and you feel like you want to reach the lost, this is for you. Right. But it's like kind of a big warning. This is not going to be, we say this all the time, it's not going to be glorious. Um, sorry, it's not going to be glamorous. It's going to be glorious. And it's going to be gritty. And it's going to be work. If I mean, we go out, you went out yesterday with yeah. me. We were all, we were, we were worked from one until 10 p.m. And there's moments where it's like, this is work.
1: Oh, it was. It's incredible. I told you, like, it, it, they were, everybody acted almost like soldiers. Like, they knew why they were doing what they were doing. They, they understood their purpose. They understood the intent. They understood the commitment. And there was no questioning what needed to happen next. There was just the next thing and the next thing and the next (laughs) thing. Pulling
0: up in the van. You, you four get out here you four get Literally. out here. saw jumping out the van
1: yeah but, <laughs> but but that it's it's a militant attitude not in ferocity it's not like fierceness but it's just the disciplined nature of a soldier um i was actually really impressed by it and and but yet we you've were, been running the internship that way not not to make it like a boot camp as much but the fact that there's an expectation of excellence yeah. In, in being committed to And this, then we're right?
0: longboarding at night. Exactly. So it's incredibly fun.
1: Yeah, it doesn't lack fun, that's for sure.
0: But it's incredibly intentional yeah. in what we're looking to do. Awesome. Who, who would you say from your perspective? like?
2: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, nobody's, nobody's going to feel qualified before they do it. No one's going to be like, oh, I got that. Everybody's going to feel like, man, it's too much to handle. It's going to be difficult. It's, I don't know if I can do it. Like, welcome to the club. I don't think anything, anything God has asked us to do in the last number of years, we've been like, we got that. Never <laughs> yeah, happens. Never. Right. So if you feel unqualified, if you feel like it's going to stretch, if you feel like you're going to be a failure at it, like welcome to following Jesus. There's many times you're like, this is not going to turn out, but that's where I want to be. I, yeah, I've shared this before, but. You know, when I think about Peter walking on water, I oftentimes think about the other 11 who stayed in the boat. Like, why didn't Andrew or, you know, John look at Peter and be like, well, I'll do it. I'll I'll try it. But I just, I won't fail this time. But they all stayed in the boat. They all, nobody else got out. Yeah. Only one person did. And look, there's a lot of people who are going to hear this and be like, oh, that's not for me, but man, I would rather sink in those waters of impossibility, then stay safe in that boat. And there's going to be people listening to this who, man, that just stirs you to be like, man, I want to walk in the supernatural. I want to give a year of my life and see tons of hundreds of people, thousands of people potentially come to know Jesus because of of me sacrificing one year. It'll be worth
1: it. It's total surrender. It's so like
0: I'm... Jesus says, come follow me. And I'll show you how to fish for people. Yeah. And they left their nets at once and followed him. It hasn't changed. But we, it's like wisdom. Well, I mean, wisdom. And and I don't, yes, we need wisdom. We need to, but there's that element of, I mean, these were working individuals, right? Another scripture says they immediately, left their nets, and went to work. And I'm not saying that we're in the end of the end times, but we're getting pretty close. I mean, and and, we, and people have been saying that for 2,000 years now, so of course there's, it could be another 500 years, who knows, but we're getting close. And I, I would believe that if we were getting close to the end and, and Jesus wanting to reach out to the world... He's going to begin to stir in hearts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's this thing in the church where people are like, "Well, well, does God want me to go to the mission field? Does God want me to do this?" Listen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but but the church and leaders have been like, "Well, you got to go through this process, and you got to check your heart, and you got to make sure that your heart's pure." And you don't know what purifies you is when you actually do it. So people are going to come in with weird motives. People are going to come in with. Whatever, But I'll tell you what, if you go out every day, if you show up consistently and you're open to God, then it's going to mold and shape you. But there's this thing in the church that we're like, does God want me to be a missionary? Yes, God wants to reach the world. Right. And if you take that step, I mean, I've found this in my life. There's no possible way that I could do what I have done in my life and in my ministry, practically. Mm-hmm. I mean, from the house that we're sitting in right now, that's full of furniture, to the 15-passenger van that was given to our ministry in the in the driveway, to the trips to all over the world of 30 plus nations. There's no way, but I gave God my yes. Yeah. And so I'm just excited because so when I think about the Jesus Year, the Lord keeps telling me people are too busy. So. What Aaron and I have talked about is, is I'm going to remove all of the clutter and all of the noise out of my life. And all I'm going to do is pray, worship, go on outreach and make disciples and be a good dad, be a good dad, a good friend, a good leader, right? But I, I believe that when I do that, remove the clutter, we, we're going to see something so amazing. Just like we saw a minute ago, two mm-hmm. DoorDash people born again. They're, they're texting me. I didn't even mention... Water baptism, they're like, and we want to be water baptized. I'm like, you want to go right now to the hot tub? You go right now. So I just feel this sense of like, if 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 you're listening to the, if people are listening to this, and this is resonating in their heart, I'd say go for it.
2: I mean, I think all of us, if you're really beginning to get in the presence of the Lord, you feel that wooing from God to walk in radical obedience. And it doesn't matter whether you're a business owner, as we've talked about, and God's like, I want you to, you know, give off of the gross revenue of your business, or if it's somebody giving a year of their life, it doesn't matter. But will you say yes, when God asks you to do something Mm -hmm. that seems crazy, like stepping out of a boat or feeding 10,000, 15,000 people with a little bit of food or whatever it may be, or laying hands on a dead person or laying hands on a sick person. It's just a simple yes.
1: So, at this point, um, how how do people get involved? Do they just stay in touch
2: with Thirty Third at this point, or yeah? I mean, we're going to be having some information come out over the next couple months of how people can get you know get signed up for this. Obviously, there'll be it'll start in January, mm-hmm. so we're going to provide as much details as we can with as much you know leeway for okay. you to be able to change things in life that you need to do but sometime during the summer we're going to come out with some details some specifics so that you can get prepared for January okay. it's going to be amazing
0: yeah there's going to be an application just like we do for our internships and then we love to have a relationship with people so there'll be a couple of interviews and yeah. for for the person wanting to join as much as for us to see if it's the right fit but there'll be tons of communication from our team to the people And it's going to be awesome.
1: Awesome. Well, you guys have the newsletter, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the information comes out there. Um, YouTube, there's going to be a lot more on YouTube. Yeah. And then uh, Instagram, you guys always post what's coming up on Instagram. So
2: yeah, they can look out there. Yeah, It's going to be awesome. Cool.